GHQ Radio with Alan McGee. This is GHQ Radio. Today we've got a great interview uh, with an up-and-coming artist, uh, Cat SFX, and this is Dim Generation. Good afternoon, this is a GHQ podcast and uh, today uh, I've got my very good friend, uh, Kat SFX, who 
has been a lot of things. Uh, she's currently signed to my record uh, label, Creation 23. But uh, I first bumped into her when she was 16, and we'll go into that in a minute, when she was in a band, played Death Disco, ended up uh, in it- Italy, uh, fronting the X Factor at one point, uh, and uh, has also done major modelling stuff in, in Italy. And uh, I-, I think we'll just get to the bottom of it all in this, uh, this little <laughs> interview. So, g- afternoon, Kat, how are you? I'm all right, thanks, not bad. Oh, right, right. <laughs> and uh, we-, we should... Uh, Tell us about the Death Disco thing. What was the band called? It was Vincent, wasn't it? The band was called the Vincent Fiasco. Um, and did Danny yeah. book, Danny booked that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Um, so, so yeah, we were just like playing around all the venues in Camden and such at that time. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I remember I remember playing Death Disco, and uh, it was a fucking brilliant night. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was it was all good stuff, man. Back in the day, and um, I, with Vincent Fiasco, I remember that was the name of it, right? And uh, you you you, it, it very nearly ended up working out for you, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it the, the whole reason that uh, I came to London in the first place is that I wanted to to start a band, and I was living in a squat in Camden, and got to know like lots of other musicians, and we put it together, and. Like, of course, at that time, you know, you didn't really, you didn't, I don't think they had Facebook then. So, you know, you just like, you'd There was MySpace, them. though. Is that how you got in There's touch MySpace, with it? MySpace, yeah, I had MySpace. I loved yeah. MySpace, Kat. It's like, I, mean, I loved MySpace. I, I thought it was I think, I think MySpace, for music people, was better than any of them, to be absolutely honest. You know what I mean? I think it was a really, really great do it yourself platform. Yeah. I think, I definitely think for music, for bands especially, it was a really, really brilliant way to get noticed because you know you could upload your songs, upload videos, little yeah. profile. I think it was just like it was very much part of uh, the start of that do-it-yourself thing. But you know, and then you know you go out and you print off like however many flowers uh, flyers and go around uh, the venues in Camden and Shoreditch and leave them in pubs and stuff. And then you know you just you get you get big by word of mouth. Yeah, no, I mean it was great my space. I mean because if you think about it. Lily Allen, MGMT, Lana Del Rey, and I broke Las Vegas through MySpace. You know what I mean? Everybody came through MySpace at that point. It was crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Kate Nash got discovered. I think she's yeah. like probably... Kate Nash is probably the biggest, like, uh, she got discovered on MySpace. And, yeah. You know, you could also, like, you know, you can write, you could... Sorry, my dog's again. <laughs> What's that? My dogs are getting really. Oh right, no. mother of Pedro. Well, I'm friends with your dogs, I'm not so it's like little Pedro. What what a yeah. dog! What a dog he is. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, no, the MySpace thing was it was interesting because it was like Las Vegas. We we when when they started getting noticed and uh, they got an audience and it, it's like we were doing. We, we started giving away the MP3s. Do you remember you could do that? You could give yeah. away the MP3s. And I think we were doing something like, I'm not taking the mickey, think about this, unsigned band, and we were doing something like 50,000 plays a day, or downloads, whatever it was, whatever, on MySpace with Las Vegas. And they went out, and they were unsigned, and they went and done a tour off the back of MySpace, and ended up Maybe, selling out it? Coco, 1,200 people. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think Facebook and Instagram has got that same... It hasn't. Power. No. 
Like, I, I just, well, I don't know. I mean, not for like the kind of music that we do. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think maybe TikTok and all of that shit is great if, you know, you're like a 13 year old girl that, you know, wants to do a little dance. But like, if I think for proper, proper music, I think for indie music, rock music, whatever, MySpace was definitely, and you could like, do you know what? You could send your shit to a record label and go, yeah. look, um, you know, look at us and, they yeah. can check it out and whatever. So, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a good thing. I hope one day, I was saying to my friend Dre, who's made a documentary about creation, I was saying, the next one, you should do it about MySpace. Go and find yeah. Tom. Who, who Tom cashed in, Kat, and made Tom five, cashed in because like, a little million. Like, yeah, because some, some, like, kid was just like, ha-ha, whatever happened to this loser? <laughs> And like Tom responded, <laughs> I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, mate, I fucking cashed out." You know? <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. I mean, he, he done, he done great. And uh, but you know that was that was really Facebook before yeah. Facebook because the only reason that that never really worked for him ultimately, I mean, it did work. I mean, God, the guy's got like five hundred million. He made out of that amazing, amazing bit of bit of business, but. But the only reason he didn't take it to the full thing was he, he didn't really have... It was too clunky, wasn't it? The actual website yeah. was too... Isn't it? Is the, didn't Napster fuck it up a bit for him as well? Maybe. Maybe. What I'm like, I'm, Napster fucked it up for everybody. I would yeah. say, like, free download, downloading and all of that, you know, yeah. is what gave gave birth to, spot, to all the, um, you know, the big streaming platforms. Yeah. What people won't know is because like I've got to know you quite well now, and it's like what you are is like you're 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 more of a geek about music than me, and that's what <laughs> nobody would know because you know you look like this glam pop star. But actually, you'll turn round to me and say, "I don't, I don't know if I look like a glam pop star, but um, you look no, quite I'm glam." Gonna... But you but you'll right. turn round to me and say. Oh yeah, you know, like you know, Trent Reznor's third album was engineered by this, and I'll be like, how? Why? Why would you even know that? You know, so you, you're quite geeky about the facts. Yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with music. I mean, that's like the first, like, I listen to music all day, like from the minute I get up to when I go to sleep, and I, you know, I, I think, you know, for me, it's like apart from making it, which is very cathartic and and kind of like a sort of therapy. I mean, listening to it. Yeah. Just uh, you know, and I've got my favourites and so. <laughs> well, re reunite. We can talk about what's happening with reunite because yeah. it, this won't be out till till next till Sunday. So you, I'm sure you'll have yeah. told people by then. But but so we've got Soccer AM coming up next weekend, and you're going on to uh, you're on the show, which will be huge, yeah. and they're going to show the video, which is huge as well. You know, so is yeah, it, there's a million people watch that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's, it's very crazy. Are you going to? Are you yeah. going to talk? Because your team's Juventus, isn't it? Yeah, Juventus. Ju Juventus. Sorry, mate. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, and are you going? Are you going to? Uh, are you going to get get deep into the? Because you like football, don't you? That's something else people. I like know. watching. I like watching football, uh, especially when I live in Italy, because it's just like a major. I know it is here as well, but um, it's like a big event. Uh, uh, so I absolutely like living. Like to the local bar and you know like get a big games a massive event and it's just it's a lot of fun so yeah but yeah. uh yeah but i don't think I like, you're gonna you're, you know, you're, 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 you're going in and out it's fading in and out make, make sure you hold it to your, your face 
What? Mate, hold the phone to your face. <laughs> You're to yeah, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> But, but but you know that'll be good that you're on that show. So so tell us about your uh, your thoughts on the American election, Kat, because you've got you've got pretty big political. Oh, thoughts, I fucking I know am, man. I I just I just don't even really. I don't know where to start. I mean, I mean, oh god. <laughs> but he's got, he's got he's out, isn't he? I mean, I like Trump, Is it? but he like? shouldn't be the president. You don't like him. You think he's got. Good no. entertainment value. Yeah, I know. As, I like, manage, I, as a manager, you yeah. think, oh, right, that guy's got good entertainment value. Yeah, I but do. But the fact is, it's like in Italy, Berlusconi, right? You know, at least Berlusconi was a good businessman. Yeah. Like, Trump wasn't even a good businessman. The guy bankrupted a casino. <laughs> How the fuck do you bankrupt a casino, for fuck's sake? I mean, that's almost impossible. He had, he had a, lot of, a lot of outgoings. <laughs> yeah, a lot of outgoings. <laughs> So I think, you know... But I we both think that Trump's dodgy, don't we? Because we, we believe the Russian thing and we believe that... Yeah. I've talked to you a lot about Trump and it's like, you mm. know, the sex stuff, I think, is real as well. <laughs> I think I think, I think think he's dodgy, man. But but he, I can't be a hypocrite. I, he's entertained <laughs> me for four years because I, yeah. laugh, I laugh at all the interviews. I think he's quite funny, you know? But I, I mean, it, I think it's funny up to the point where, you know, I mean, for me... <laughs> I can't, like you know, the guy the guy's putting kids in cages, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, and separating yeah. little babies from their parents. Yeah. I mean, he gave he gave that that speech that all all Mexicans are rapists, uh, uh, yeah. rapists, uh, drug use. You can't, you know, and people wonder how the Holocaust happened. It's because people yeah. like you know. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And for, so for me, it's just like it's very very dangerous uh, to have but somebody I, well, like. What's going to be interesting, Kat, is that he's now trying to dispute it. But I mean, and we were talking about that the other day and, and saying, oh, wait, but, wait, you don't stop counting the votes. It's so bananas. It's so Trump, right? But the real truth is, <coughs> if his support don't stand down, where are we going with this? Is it civil war? Do you know what I mean? Because it's a bit like yeah. he's going to legally lose. So if, if he doesn't go, and and they and they, and and, and they, they don't make him go. Then I suppose that's a coup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and that's that's you'd expect that in Venezuela, but you wouldn't I expect that just, in America. He, he tweet. I mean, a, a, a one good thing that's happening is uh, Twitter have got straight on him, and they're actually like, uh, yeah. um, like hiding a lot of his tweets because they've got no factual basis. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, he he actually said. That, that um, I was winning until until votes started popping up for Biden. I mean, what? I mean, I I personally think that the guy is mentally ill, for yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Maybe a sociopath. It's or a sociopath. A yeah. yeah. I don't think he's intelligent enough to be a psychopath. Um, but uh, but but yeah. I mean, you know, I, I sent you a video earlier of, right. of, of that guy who who um, who disrupted a press conference oh, yeah, wearing mad, a T-shirt that said yeah. "Barbecue Beer Freedom." Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the people that, that, that oh my God, are these, 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 you know, people who are anti-abortion and everything else, you know, are they going to look after the little kid after it's born to like, yeah. you know, rape or, you know, just for me, it's just all these stupid people getting together and yeah. that's just what terrifies me yeah. about like the world in general, to be honest, the, yeah. same, the same people who voted for Brexit. Brexit. Yeah. So, so it, with the songs, because I've signed you to say your new project with, with Gordon uh, mm. and uh, his brilliant Gordon Mills, 
and uh, a, a great Gordon producer. Mills Jr. Gordon Mills Jr. Sorry about that. And, and, <laughs> That's and, all right. And, uh, and and you guys are come, keep coming up with the tunes, and it's like it's like I think you know that we're heading towards an album in in about a year's time. You just got to keep the writing coming, you know. Well, it flows really easily with Gordon. Um, yeah. He's he's just he's such an insane musician, multi instrumentalist, yeah. and uh, and and he's quite like the great thing about Gordon is he's quite autistic as he works, and so am I. That I like to go off into a corner and have my lyrics, and he goes off, and you know, and then he'll say, "What do you think about this?" And you know, yeah. for some reason, it just comes together and it works really well, just because we're both a bit. A bit mad, I think. You know? <laughs> and then you've done, you've done, uh, you've done songs as well. You've done lyrics for some pop groups, haven't you? Over the years. Yeah, um, I mean, when I when I um, when I went to Italy, uh, I I signed to Sony ATV uh, because basically there was this big um, pop group that won her, the biggest uh, talent show out there in Italy, and they they sing in English, and but they're very much a rock band and uh and so i wrote four singles for them brilliant and then the uh, the album went four times platinum over there which was like oh man that's mental but it really <laughs> it was amazing but it just really made me go oh fuck I, I you know that's what i do i mean above all like i just love writing lyrics and i you know so it yeah. just made me say i, I really want to it's fun writing for other people but but you can't like I don't like giving too much of myself away. But whereas when you write for yourself, you can just you know let it go. But what the, the funny thing is now, and I don't think many people, unless they're inside the music, but the music game realise that the mainstream pop culture, everything's a co-write, isn't it? Now you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean no, I mean after I after I did my publishing deal, I I was being put in a room every day, every single day with about five other people. And I just personally find that I, there are some people that can do that and they're incredible and they write top pits. But for me, I just feel like it's like you've got a cow and it's full of milk and then it's just been milked and milked and milked. Yeah. Like that, that's, that's what, that's what I felt like. Like, mate, I haven't got any more for you. But I think, yeah, a lot. I mean, most most of things nowadays are co-writes. If you have a look at like the top ten and just go down the list yeah. of writers, you'll find most. It's, it's most of the same people, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, there are people who become absolutely massive. Lots of people actually who were ma- in massive indie bands, um, yeah, like in the noughties and stuff, have gone on to become like massive writers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And um, the guy so, that writes for Lana. Because James Dewar, my friend, and your friend, the guy signed you, I yeah. think, didn't he? Um, you know, what's, his, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the guy's name? Is he something Perry, isn't it? Justin Perry, Just, is it? Justin Parker. Parker, sorry, right. All right. And he, when I was talking to James the other day about it, James said, oh, because I love Lana Del Rey, absolutely obsessed with Lana Del Rey. She's the best. And, and uh, he was saying that the guy was in a failed indie band. But James saw something. Uh, I've I've worked with Justin. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically, James Dewar signed him uh, to. He was in some indie band. He signed him, and he was he, because he hadn't fulfilled his contract. He was on Sony ATV for ten years, right? God. And then Lana, before she was Lana, came into um, came into the office, and Dewar being the A and R he is, said, "Right, I'm just going to play you a load of song of my songwriters." And he played some tune by Justin. She went, "That's it. I want to meet that guy." Yeah. So they gave Justin the 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 um the 
train fare to come down to London from Lincolnshire, right? <laughs> and they and they went into this there's this tiny little room in Sony ATV in London, yeah. which has basically got a keyboard, a microphone, and a crappy old guitar, right? And, that's yeah. it. and they wrote video games in there and yeah. Born to Die. And yeah. so it was just obviously meant to be like a match made in heaven yeah. for those two. Yeah, brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, incredible. I mean, I, have you ever seen, Kat, that, that uh, Lana Del Rey uh, at Lollapalooza 2019? Have you ever seen that? It, I think it's in Chile or Brazil. But it's, and she's wearing like a little more coloured dress. Yeah, but it's such yeah. an amazing... Because there's oh, not... I love her. Oh, amazing. She's, but there's not the best, one... She's the best lyricist. Yeah. Like, fucking hammer. Yeah, she's brilliant. But there's not one upbeat song. It's all just fuck off great ballads. And she's got quarter of a million people watching her. It's, it's just mind-blowing gig, man. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's her lyrics are just incredible. And every every she manages to always slightly reinvent herself on every album with that with always while always not in a madonna way like she's always Lana Del Rey, but there's always something different on every album she's an absolutely incredible artist i adore her yeah amazing amazing so um i think what we'll do with the cat sfx thing is i think we keep putting records out and then when we get enough stuff that then we then we put it all together and we we, we do the yeah. we do the physical album do you know what i mean you know i think that's and hopefully but, the music business catches up with us and we, we, we do a license yeah. deal with a major, do you know what I mean? But yeah. it's early days, but I think this singles went uh, pretty know. well, As do you know what I mean? I've got one song that I absolutely adore, but, um, yeah. but it's, a quite, it's quite, it's pop, it's quite, no, it's, it's kind of like manics pop. When I say, as you know, like when I say that, I mean it's rock, but it's still yeah. got a hook that could go into mainstream. Yeah. But um, you know, for me, just carrying on writing lyrics and writing music, that's just that's just like the only thing that I can re- like really do. Yeah. So I, I don't. I it's the only thing that kind of actually keeps me sane. I think so. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's what you've done your whole life. I mean, you've done. Yeah. You know, and then when you went out to. Um, you went out to Italy and you ended up mm. fronting at the X Factor. Was that terrible no, I or was, good? Uh, no, I basically um, somebody from Sony came to me and said, uh, we need somebody to uh, teach the kids how to sing in English, how to, um, you know, do, do do all this stuff. And I said, okay. And then about two, three days before they were like, they were like, by the way, you're going to be on TV. And I was like, what? Because <laughs> I'm actually... I'm actually quite shy. Like no, I'm, not, uh, I'm a very shy person. So it, but they, cause they threw it on me. I was like, Oh fuck. Okay. And they mic'd me up and everything. And on the first day, like the mic wouldn't, the mic tape wouldn't slip. I was sweating so badly. Cause I was so anxious. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I like, I fell in love with these kids. Cause they were like all these like 15, 16 year old kids who are just like, so want so badly to in Italy they don't have what we have that a grassroots thing it's yeah. all you come from a talent show or nothing and then it got really good because then they started giving them rock, like people like Florence in the Machine or like Lee to, to sing and so then you could teach them about the artist and stuff and 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 so it became like a really so in the end I really I really really enjoyed it just because yeah. It was nice working with kids, which yeah. is not something that I and ever. How many years did you do it? A couple of years. Uh, two years. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, crazy. Two years, and then it just got a bit. Uh, I, I, 
obviously quite a lot of things they then wanted to be scripted and they wanted me to be a bit nastier uh and i just haven't got it in me to be like a bitch to a little kid you know what yeah. i mean so yeah so it's just not my thing it, it, it was a good experience you know but it's it's not that that kind of environment for me is very yeah. toxic i don't like it so so when we come out of lockdown you're going to do shows Yes, oh, fucking can't wait, like, really. Oh, I'm excited about, like, we're going to do the Creation Day Festival. That's going to be great. mental. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, I, I mean, it might actually go ahead, even if COVID's still around, because well, it will, COVID will still be around, but maybe there's going to be vaccines. But but because you can socially distance that single, because the first 8,000 tickets, you, it, the, the, the place is so big, it can hold 100,000 people. That mm-hmm. if you always sell eight thousand tickets, you can socially distance the crowd. So I think it's a good chance of happening. Actually, that one. Oh, excited! I mean, I just you know just as the first lockdown and all this shit happened, you know, know. we're going to be doing a gig and and we were like rehearsing for it and really excited and yeah. you know you've got you've got to you. I mean, it just it is what it is. You know, I can't get like depressed about it because oh, everything's in the be same like boat you know I, crying I, into my cornflakes yeah, i know i know i know i know and uh, <laughs> and, and, and i and i i think when we come we come out of this i think i'll probably and they've already reached out to me but a uh, notting hill want me to do a i think a weekly night or a monthly night something like that so i think i may well do a little bring back just fucking bring back death disco <laughs> i'm gonna call it something different i don't know what i'll call it i might call it because the new the name of the new label in february <laughs> COVID, COVID. No, no, i'm gonna call it it's creation baby how about a great name for a club and a label it's creation baby creation baby exclamation mark <laughs> yeah so that yeah. could be, that could yeah, be yeah, fun yeah. man that could be fun but, but, but yeah no i mean i just think we're living in a funny times i mean the trump thing this is just I mean, I, I I think Trump winning would be entertaining, but I think it's actually funnier Trump losing. But yeah, now we can watch the demise of Trump. I think that actually might be great TV, you know. Yeah, well, he said that if <laughs> he said that uh, if um, if Biden wins, he will leave the country, and you'll never see me again. Period. <laughs> period. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't think so, mate. I think you're going to be in a fucking jail cell. Oh yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, or not? I'm, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I think they'll come after him. I think the only reason they didn't do him on Russia, cat, was that they can't actually prosecute the the president of the United States. But once he's not, mm. I think they, they'll come for him. Do you know what I mean? Because I think he's just he's so mad, and he's just he's pissed them all off. I think they'll have to go for him. You know. Don't really weird you can't prosecute the president of the united states because i was talking to my my best mate yeah. Chrissy, the other day about the queen and like if the queen like murders someone right she yeah. can't go to jail it's not yeah. mental <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> really crazy but look at the royal it. family what a family man it's like you get like andrew with epstein you get charles with jimmy savile and then you get like you know prince harry with that Fucking manipulative woman, uh, Meghan Markle. I mean, they're just a fucking family of idiots. Yeah, I mean, they really are just a bunch of absolute retards. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. you know, when he went on that that um, program and said, "Well, actually, that can't be me in the photo because I have a I had a condition where I don't sweat." Great interview. I've watched that I mean, interview about three times. You know that? Well, I remember I was in too, I was, was in Germany when I just missed it. And I came in, and I think I was doing a show with Anton, the Brian Jones town, and I came back in, 
and I, I was clicked it on in the hotel, and it was like I was, I thought it's, it's going to be rubbish, but but I had no idea it was that thick. That's when I suddenly really, really worked the royal family out. I he think, actually he really, thought yeah. that he would get away with that. Yeah, he's thick as shit. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any of them have got anything particularly, no. like, you know, going for them. Lucky Sperm you know? Club. That's all it is. You know what I mean? The only one, the only one for me, like, who I'm pretty obsessed with is Princess Diana. I just Fair thought, like, she really, yeah. she really tried to fuck shit up, bless her. I was once sitting behind James. Is James Hewitt dead now? I think he is, isn't he? James Hewitt? Is he dead? What are you on about? I don't think so. Right, all right. I think James Hewitt is dead, but I might be wrong, right? I was sitting behind James Hewitt 20 years ago or 15 years ago, 15 years ago, coming back from, I think, Dea in Spain or somewhere. And he got in He got in front of me. And I, I think he was just flying in economy, weirdly. Right? But James Hewitt sat down and I was looking at him side is on. Is it his dad? 100% that's his, his dad yeah. you know what I mean and I was checking it you know I was I was to slightly behind him and, but not right behind him to the side and I looked and it was Harry and I was like fuck it really yeah, is yeah, his dad yeah. do you know what I mean I yeah, think well, James Hewitt might be dead I, maybe I'm wrong though I think the reason that um, I think the reason that Harry like married Megan or what oh, I think he's got this friend that uh, they, he knows they, they topped his mum he knows it I mean yeah. everybody knows it and I think what he wanted to do was like just say a, the biggest fuck you possible yeah. you know and I think he feels betrayed by his brother I think he feels betrayed by everyone because it's so blatantly on, uh, uh, obvious that they yeah. had Diana killed you know yeah have you, have you ever watched uh, uh, my, my pals you, you probably know him a lot about Keith Allen's uh, documentary about the royal family and, no, and, I haven't. I'll, I'll find it. In, I'll find it and send it to you in a, in a bit. After this, <laughs> right? And he's, he, it's amazing. He absolutely. It got banned, but it's on YouTube, so everybody can see it. You know what I mean? And uh, but it's incredible. I mean, it was uh, that Muhammad Al Fayed gave Keith three million to make it, and Keith made a brilliant documentary about the royal family, and it out, outed them. Basically, said hundred percent. You know, shit went down, uh, and, and, well, and they're not innocent. My mum, like around the time I remember, like she worked. Um, oh, I can't fucking like she worked with nurses, something to do with nurses, and yeah. everybody was saying that that Diana was pregnant when when she died, and that's yeah. like why they had her killed because basically, because there's no way, there's no way that they were going to allow a Muslim baby yeah. like in that, yeah. and I mean, especially during that time. Yeah. So I mean, the dad, the poor old dad, Manuel Fayed, like literally had a nervous breakdown. He yeah. did everything he could to try and prove, yeah. you know. But they just don't. They, I mean, they stripped Harrods of its royal title as well. Yeah, did they? All you right. Could, yeah. yeah, you can't go up against them, man. Because I'll just, you know. <laughs> did, I, did I ever tell you, you know, that, I, that I got invited to uh, to meet Charles after I'd been to see Blair, <laughs> and. Uh, and I was I was in I was in with the in crowd if you know what I'm saying right I was in <laughs> and and, and uh, I got a message through my door for Charles like a royal little card going come for supper a week Monday for at nine thirty at night or at nine o'clock at night to the palace and I was looking and he at didn't it go. and oh no way come on I'm Scottish so I was looking at it <laughs> and I, and I was like I, and my missus was like 
I'm going. And I'm like, we're not fucking going. You're going yourself. You're going. Do you know so, what I would have gone? I, I would have like, I would have gone and tea leafed a load of stuff from the palace. Yeah, maybe. I should have. <laughs> sometimes I regret not going because at least I would have known. And it, it'd be, it, it, I don't even know anybody that's been to Buckingham Palace. It might have been good for that. But but you know what? I just think if I had went, it's, and then afterwards, I think about two or three years later, I, I did an interview with the Sunday Times and I just went, they're a bunch of fucking inbreds, I fucking hate them. And then that was it between, there was never any, yeah. uh, there was never anything for the establishment, come here, come there. But up to that point, they were always asking me to think, but Charles asked me yeah. three times to come in of supper with him and I, three times I just said, oh, I can't do it. And then eventually stopped asking, you know. <laughs> I'm busy, mate, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so listen, before we go, uh, yeah. mother of Pedro, like your your little chihuahua dog, who's, is he on the album cover, Kat? What? Is he on the album uh, cover? Um. Well, like, I think I might have, <laughs> right, first of all, they're two dogs, Pedro and Carlos. Yeah. Don't forget the other one, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I think in my next video, yeah. Um, if the, uh, I'd like to have Carlos doing like his trick in a bow tie, Amazing. and then like, and then just have you know Pedro just doing his yapping snarl at, at people. <laughs> um, like as a, a lot of people say, I should put them on Instagram, but like I've, I've, I'm too. No, 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 no! It'd be like putting on my own children. I know, I know, I know that's what you like. My kids. Uh, yeah, the funny thing is, we uh, Pedro is like. It's like when he growls at you, he's actually squeaking. So it's actually quite lovable, you know. And then the more you laugh at him, the he more he does. He's like nonplussed. He's like, I don't understand <laughs> being nasty. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> all right, all right. But listen, have you got anything else to uh, to say in the American election? <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I've been, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's just fucking hope that they get that that fucking orange clown out. All right. Brilliant. All right. All right, Kat. I'll talk to you soon. Take right. Care. Bye, man. Bye. Bye. What an amazing interview uh, by Kat SFX, who's got a new single out in, I think, February or March. Uh, and uh, this song is the latest song. Uh, it'll be on uh, Soccer AM this coming Saturday. And this song's called Reunite.
You have been listening to GHQ Radio, presented by Alan McGee, with his guest, Cat SFX. Recorded and mixed by Gary Salter, with additional production from Jason Alde and Brian Anderson. GHQ Radio is recorded for GHQ Magazine. GHQ Radio. Find us at ghqmagazine.com.